Hi, I'm Dave Crane and welcome to Speak On Stage. In today's show, if you're a decision maker or a company owner, you're launching your brand or you want to get more marketing, more kudos or more money coming in, then this is a show for you. I'm going to share with you in the next 30 minutes or so exactly how you grow your brand, you speak about it and you get people who want to follow you and want to throw money at you at the same time. It's Speak On Stage with Dave Crane. Hi, I'm Dave Crane, an ex-BBC journalist who transforms decision makers and business owners who are feeling unknown and scared to speak on stage into highly respected and branded industry experts who are frequently getting offered five, six and even seven figure contracts to do exactly what they did before. During the pandemic, I lost everything except the belief that like me, the world is full of frustrated leaders and game changers with untapped potential and brilliant ideas who felt time was always against them because they were worth much, much more and just needed help to learn to jump and grow wings on the way down. And so that's what I do. I help create industry icons. Imagine being in constant demand, headhunted and interviewed because you're the visionary whose life purpose and passion are aligned. So every single day you wake up smiling, truly happy, only doing what you want, when you want and having plenty of time to spend with those you love. I created the Industry Icon Program to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step -step strategies to help you to fly. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life worth living, it's an honor to be serving you. And now it's your turn to build a legacy. So let's get started. We need to talk. This is your time to become an industry icon. So there we have it. Welcome back to the show. It's great to have you here. Always exciting because you never know what's coming up in the show and I clearly don't as well. Uh, but one of the good things that's happened is we're starting to get reviews and comments and shares and people are starting to say really interesting things. So let's go through them quickly. Unmissable. That's nice to know uh, from somebody who's we've only had two episodes so far. This is number three, uh, a powerhouse of insights. Wow. that I don't know who that came from. Obviously, somebody important in Hollywood. Uh, far too long. Just move through that crap. That's, that's not a very nice thing to say, is it? Did you take your tablets? Oh, that was from a mum. I think it's got autoplay on the on the PowerPoint. Is that what it is? It's recording everything that people are saying. I think I have to change this. Anyway, regardless of that, welcome back again. If you're listening to it on a podcast, then you won't have any of the visuals. You can check it out on the YouTube channel. You can check it out on the on Facebook as well, if you're connected to me. And I, I live stream across those as well as putting it onto LinkedIn. If you don't have to find me on LinkedIn or any of those other channels, I'll share it with you very soon. Uh, in fact, let me just show you. This is LinkedIn. <laughs> Not bad, is it? And this is also the other channels you can find us on.
I know that was very fast, but don't worry, you can always pause it and go back. We're never going to go back, Dave. I know you're not. Okay, so straight into it. Today, we're going to be talking in episode three all about how to speak about your brand, an incredibly important part of public speaking and a really interesting way to get access to lots of people interested in you who didn't maybe know about you before. Our agenda covers all this. We'll also be doing that wonderful game that everyone talks about called Fantasy Celebrity League. Or is it Celebrity Fantasy League? I haven't worked it out yet. I've just made it up from the last episode, but that's what we were doing today as well. Uh, but how does it all fit in? Well, here it goes. Your industry icon roadmap, and as you know, I do the industry icon program. If you don't know, I do, where I help people to become celebrities in their niche. Well, right now you've got six areas, and we'll talk about the roadmap more specifically in a future episode, but you've got the awareness I need to be better than aspiration to do something about it, and they start driving your message forward. Now, to drive your message forward, you need to know what it is. I need to know what you're representing and how you represent it. That's what today's episode is about. So then you can position it, refine it, and obviously own your industry on the further ends of that whole experience. So I get a lot of people saying to me, Dave, what should I be actually speaking about? Because I'm not really sure. And I would suggest that there's a number of things you should be speaking about. But the most important thing, the easiest thing to speak about isn't your opinion. It's this. Speak about your brand. Well, simple. Think about it. If you speak about your brand, it means that you're only ever talking about something that goes straight to market. Every comment you make, everything you share is really like putting people into your sales funnel. And the thing is, because you're speaking, it goes into people's subconscious mind. So they may not be thinking about working with you at that point, but they can refer you, they can see you and talk to other people about it, they can have it in their mind. So when it comes around, who was that person I was talking to? Who is that person I saw who was speaking about it? It's different from advertising, and sometimes it's much more effective if you can be the person who is the face of your company, and you talk about how it is that your brand, your business, can help them, and you become a brand as you do it. So with that, let's have a look at it. Why is speaking so important? Let's go through the battle points now. The battle points, the bullet points. <laughs> Don't go into battle, Dave. Okay, we won't. So first of all, you might be saying, ah, I don't really know how to do it. Well, there's a lot of noise out there already. So if you go out and you start speaking about things, then it means that people cut through all the other brands, all the other things. And if they like you personally, they'll like your brand and they'll like your business the same way. Your company, your services and your products and what you would deliver to people have an identity which forget the branding, the colors, not the advertising. Maybe you have a signature theme or a signature picture that you use. You become part of that. You're added to the team like a pilot that's flying the plane. All right. Um, most people, number two here, are scared to speak about anything. It's true. Something like 90% of people have a massive fear of public speaking. So if you've got a load of people in your industry, I can guarantee, unless your industry is about speaking, uh, which mine is, uh, which is why I do a show uh, and a podcast, uh, and I'm here now. Um, if you're in lots of different industries, you guarantee that most people don't want to speak about it. They're great at doing what they do, but you jump up a ladder very quickly by identifying that you're the person that's personable. You're reaching into people's homes, or reaching not as a burglar, you're reaching into people's homes, reaching into their lives through their airwaves or through their, their phone or their laptop, and instantly saying, here I am, listen to me. So you don't have to start with a big budget, you just have to start with the ability to communicate effectively. Most influencers 
As you probably realise, and I don't count myself as an influencer, have what's called, what I call it, shiny airtime syndrome. You may know shiny object syndrome already. The idea that every time you see something, oh, that's interesting, but I'm busy with, oh, that's interesting, and you chase things that are shiny in front of you. Well, in many cases, influencers just love the sound of their own voice, and they love to look at their own face. And some of them deservedly so, they look great, but it's not often substance. If you're talking about something that really matters to people, then they will pay attention to you as a direct result of it. And the industry is underserved with thought leaders. Not enough people out there doing it. So the minute you go out there and share ideas and share thoughts, people will gravitate. Even if you've been around forever, they'll say, why haven't I worked with you before? Number five, you don't need to be the best. Here's the thing. You don't need to be the best in the world at what you do. You just need to be busy, constantly hired. Somebody whose name pops up in the movies, that would be somebody who's, who's, who you see all the time. Oh, I've seen them in so many. Sometimes they're not super famous, but they're making a very good living and they're well-known and inside the industry, they're the go-to person for a certain type of character. And sometimes they get a chance to launch their time in the sun. Often they all got, they, those people got their own TV show a little later when they created a character that was similar to the character they portrayed in so many movies and uh, it became a big hit. Sometimes it was rubbish. Okay, number six, speaking gives relevant expert shareable content. That's a lot of words, Dave, I know, but think about it. When you talk about something, people can say, oh, that's interesting, and they can share, not just word of mouth, but referral. And number seven is this bit, personalize your business. When you personalize your business and people know who you are, then what it does, it increases your return on investment by plus 50%. This isn't me saying, this is Warren Buffett talking about the difference between a speaker and a non-speaker. Your brand and your earnings throughout your life go up by at least 50%. Uh, I would say it's much more than that. I would say it's about 300%. Uh, personally, if you do it, for you, and the company brand would go up by, well, here's the thing, it will grow up by at the very least 20% if you personalize your, your brand and you go out and talk about your company. But it can also drop by that amount if you get it wrong. We'll talk about that a little later on. Is that good? Are you enjoying it so far? Leave it in the comments. I love to find out what you're thinking. I love your comments, as long as you're not like the reviews we had earlier. Uh, and uh, let's see how you feel about the next bit. And the next bit we're going to be looking at is this. Um, it's, a, it's a subject that many people would challenge about, but I think when you put it into perspective, it kind of makes more sense than anything whatsoever. How do we put this all together? What does your customer want? Well, here's the answer. Your customer really wants to buy stuff from you. That's what makes them a customer. So what you have to do when you speak, you've got to share the certainty that you are the person they should be working with and put that out on social proof, like this show, like a podcast, like your social media stuff. When I train my guys from the game changers or the industry icon clients or I speak at events all about you know how to grow your brand, I know there's tons of people and tons of people watching this who've got much bigger Vanity metrics, I call it. Metrics of numbers of people that watch and comment. It doesn't matter how many people have. It only matters how many convert for you. And if somebody comes to you and says, can you do what you say you do? And they have a look at your social media and there's evidence through testimonials, through um, people who have, have been there and are talking about why they should join and all the rest of the stuff. And you've got photos and you've got all this evidence. Then that's social proof. But what's your clients ultimately after? Here we go, let's break it down. They're thinking, I've got a headache. I need a solution. 
who can fix it? And they usually go to Google, but sometimes they go to social, and sometimes they ask their friends, who do you recommend? That's why you need to be prominent on social. Then they say, right, okay, that person and that person, which is the best fit for all of this? Again, going back to referrals, and again, checking online to see what you've got, your testimonials, your branding, the fact you're consistent, the fact you're always doing it and you've done it for a very long time. This all matters. And then they look at what you're offering once they've communicated with you and they say, is my headache fixed? Will this person most likely then turn around and give me a solution that makes all the headaches go away? If that's the case, then they're sold. They know instantly that when they work with you, they get a return on investments. And that means you just need to be very good at the sales process. You have to make sure you've got your niche, but you want to be the best choice so all the marketing and everything comes together. Now, the fastest way to do that, in my opinion, is very simple. You speak about your brand, positions you as a thought leader, as somebody you want to work with. So how's the big picture idea for that speaking bit fit into everything? Well, this is what you need to be concerning yourself with. This is what I do with the game changers. If you want to know more about it, DM me or Google it. Okay, so there's four main areas. Your mindset drives everything, like being in a car. If you haven't got your mindset right, it doesn't work at all. But your speaking and communication skills are massive. Combined with your branding, your personal brand, then you get persuasion, influence, you create your legacy. Of course, if you've got a mindset that says you've got an abundance, then you can really get to reach more people and that adds income streams to you. For those of you working with me on the Industry Icon Program, this is the way that we set it up so you get there faster, fast-tracking everything. So what are we going to talk about now? We're going to be talking about what you say, and that's brand storytelling. Your ability to turn around to somebody and say, yeah, but let me give you some insights about why it's so important for you to do some stuff with me and why it is that you really need to consider me above everybody else. So with that, let's look first of all at some effective types of brand storytelling so you know exactly which one to fit into you. You can use several, by the way, and you can alternate them. First is this, your mission. What does your brand do? Why do you exist for people in the first place? Next up, your vision, number two. Where do you plan to be? What's the whole objective? Remember, you're wanting people to jump into this. And when you're telling stories, they're thinking what's in it for me. They want to be able to identify with you, with your brand, with your customers, with your mission, all these things. Number three, your legacy. How did you come to be here? What's your history to get to this point? What is it you're likely to be doing after this? Because they would want to be part of that journey if they've seen consistency. If it's a new thing and you've got no history, they'll probably stand back, especially as an investor, to see what happens next. And they'll miss the opportunity and you might not be able to get to the next step purely because nobody puts some money in to support you. Number four, talking about this, founders and employees, tell stories about your staff. Who came to work with you? What kind of people are they? Tell them about how we all came together during the pandemic and what you see now, our committed team who are working together to work for you. Number five, your organizational culture, very similar, but not just a story of your staff, but why we believe in what we do. How do we go on an ongoing basis, training each other, reaching out to the community, doing all those kind of things? And many personalities, it could be jokes, so you could even get your team to tell the stories for you. Then your sustainability. Number seven is important because now that's more than anything. People are talking about climate change and how that you're doing less damage to the world. So your impact on the environment is a story you can tell and how you got to that mindset 
That's something that people will then share with others. And the thing is, nowadays, something like, I think it's about 50% of millennials will buy because they feel that they identify with the brand, not just on value, but because it resonates with them personally. Events, what kind of impact are you having on the outside world? Not about the environment, but are you sponsoring events? Do you create events? Do they resonate? Do people come along and spend money with you? If they do, that's fantastic. Create more of the same. And it's like a road show. You take it out on the road and see people face to face, press the flesh, create that relationship. Number nine, advertising and promotions. Why you need us. Get it out there. I know that that's part of your brand and it can be storytelling, but you can also put it into your advert. We're the people who do X, Y, Z for you. How many times have you watched an advert and it's pulled you in because it tells a story about a family? Sometimes a little bit ugly as well. If you're ugly, it's even better nowadays. Uh, thank you. Look at me. Um, customers, who loves you? Who wants to spend time and money with you? Make a point of sharing that with your potential prospective clients because they know it's not written by you. It's by a real person who wouldn't put their credibility on the line unless it was true. And last but not least, and there's more I'm sure you can share in the comments section, your product, how it's made, what goes into it, what type of process do you get to actually come up with all that stuff. All these are important. You take a screenshot, or at least you can when you go back over it. I'd love to know your thoughts and comments, by the way. We're streaming live across lots of different platforms. And now you're saying, ready to speak? Mm, not yet. Before you speak and you start sharing who you are and what you do, I want to be able to share a couple of more ideas with you. And that's this. Ideally, do not talk about these subjects. Now, here's the caveat. These subjects are all challenging unless you're actually in an industry that talks about these. In which case, fill your boots, knock yourself out. This is how you do it. For anybody else, I wouldn't touch any of these on stage at all, least of all on a show or a streaming show where I don't know where it's going on to anybody else, unless it's something I talk about. Number one, race. Be very careful how you talk about race. Some people like it, some people don't like it. Some people are very sensitive about it. You can say the wrong thing in joke that gets taken the wrong way. Avoid it if you can. Politics. We will give examples of this a little bit later on. You might feel that everybody's on the same page as you, but remember, if you've got 99 people in the room who love what you say, one person hates it, and they're very vocal about it, and you have an argument from the stage with that one person, then everybody in the room will say, you handle that badly. So just avoid the subject, much easier. Religion, same thing, I don't need to talk about that. Most of the wars on the planet forever are based on religious ideas. And when people have a disagreement, it's big and it's coded and it's, yeah. Okay, next up, gender politics. This is more recent as well, but it's always been a thing. You know, when you talk about LGBTQ+, then some people are really angry. Just avoid the subject unless that is your particular brand. For me, I'm happy and proud to talk about it because I think it needs a lot of support. And some of these things do need support from you as well. But you have to decide how that affects your brand. My brand is a talk about speaking, so therefore I've got a bit of a leeway, but you could end up damaging your brand if you talked about the wrong stuff. Sexual exploits, unless you do this for a living, don't touch it, <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> Moving on, money, how much you make. Some people are in a really tough time, especially right now. Don't talk about how successful you are, how much money you're making, because these people get upset and they will avoid you because they resent you. So don't talk about it. Remember the key thing, always talk about what's in it for them. 
So how much money you can make for them makes a much better view of this same topic without you getting into trouble. Ageism. People are living longer. Don't touch it unless you're going to say something kind. Xenophobia. Fear of foreigners. This is a huge issue. Now, lots of people have said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And it's something that gets people angry. In fact, to be honest with you, it's actually one of the biggest business models you can think of going to war with somebody. Because if you're in politics and you find that you're, um, you're losing your grip on your population, declare war on somebody, especially if it's a battle you know you're going to win. And anybody who then goes against your politics and doesn't rally behind a flag is a bad person. And you can really get some work out of that when you say, look at them, they're not patriotic. Not pointing elbows or fingers at anybody, but every single country I can think of has been responsible and guilty of this at some point. Number nine, hate. Hate, unfortunately, gets people angry and it does make things viral, but we're talking about supporting your brand here. Unless that is your brand, don't touch it and I just wouldn't touch it anyway. Okay, and uh, number 10, fake news subjects. Be very careful what you put out there. I will add a caveat at the beginning of a show. I'll add a caveat now. I'll add a caveat when I talk about the next thing, that these are my opinions, not anybody else's opinions. Please don't take it to heart. All I am is a voice piece to hopefully share some ideas that will make you a lot of money and a lot more successful. As I talk about these things, if I do offend you, I do say the wrong thing, then I promise you it's not the intention. My intention is purely to give you more opportunities to be more successful, and I do believe there is enough for everybody. Does that make sense? Good. Okay, back to the show. So, we talk about this. Let's now play Celebrity Fantasy League, the show that everyone's talking about, the show that makes everybody excited about. Yes? Yes? Dave, nobody cares about your Celebrity Fantasy League. Well, maybe they would this week. Fingers crossed. Okay, let's get on to it. Um, remember the brand building rules before we do this. First of all, your brand is three different things before we look at events and circumstances as well. Your brand is the green one, what you want people to think of you, the red one, what you don't want people to think of you, and more realistically, more realistically the yellow button, uh, which is what they currently think of you. Your brand is a combination of all of them. So do more of what you want people to like about you and do less of what people don't like about you and you'll get better results. Does that make sense so far? Yes, Dave, it does. He said talking to himself because he's on his own in the studio. Right then, so let's get straight into some great examples of uh, really big, well-known brands who talked about their stuff. And the importance of doing it because it positions you really well. See that straight out of Wakanda? You see that? There you go, that's my mug. Mm. And great coffee out of Wakanda as well. And if you're wondering if you can buy Wakanda coffee, I don't know, it's a made up place, but I love it. Steve Jobs, famous for Apple and Pixar and creator of various different gadgets like my iPad, my phone, and uh, lots of stuff like that. And the Mac, two Macs I'm using for doing this show. Now, in recent years, since we lost Steve Jobs, who was clearly a genius, it came out that he wasn't particularly a nice person to, to many people to his staff, to his family, and so on. And so his character was thrown under condition. And a lot of people said things. But does that stop you buying an iPhone? Does that stop you buying your stuff? Maybe, maybe not. You have to be very careful what you talk about. For Steve Jobs, he didn't talk about his private life. It wasn't put on show. Didn't really comment about anything apart from his work. And that work was clear and present. And so in that case, his brand out of 100, I'm not even going to do the hundreds. I'd like you to say, 
what you think is brand is now as of 100. Are the guys that have carried on the, the, the torch for Apple still doing it the same way? Do they personalize it the same way as Steve Jobs? I'm curious to find out what your thoughts are on this. All right, next up is Mark Zuckerberg. Very similar in the fact that he's very motivated by the tech, more so maybe than the people. The change from Facebook to Meta and also the various criticisms that have been made about not so much about him personally, just about the ethics of, of Facebook and Meta as to advertising and what they put out in front of people and, and, and driving elections and all this other stuff. Again, I'm just, this is me just sharing stuff. I have no comment to make on it, but I just want to know what that does for his brand. But what does he talk about? Well, unless he's pulled out into a situation where he's talking to someone like Joe Rogan, where he can be more personable. Or he's in court talking about people's thoughts on, on uh, the advertising and the choices of the algorithms of Facebook and Meta. He's pretty much on point. He talks about technology. He talks about the new stuff that's coming up. And so his brand is based on him in many ways. You like him or you don't like him. Does that stop you working with him or working with his brand? Probably not. Next up, Richard Branson. Now, Richard Branson goes back 30, 40 years at least of being in the industry of things that people love. Planes, music, phones, going into space, and uh, everything that you can think of that, that Virgin's been involved with. People tend to love, uh, love them because they like him, and they love him. So does it mean that his brand's successful? Well, everything he talks about, whenever you see him on stage or getting interviewed, you get that feeling that he's nice. Nice guy, reliable, like an uncle that you wish you'd always had. And so it's much easier for him to launch stuff because people have seen the past track record, but also when he talks about inspiring people and making the world better and all that other stuff, it really makes you get closer to his brand. Branson. <laughs> See what I did there? No? Okay. Uh, John Schnatter. Now, John Schnatter is an interesting guy. Papa John's Pizzas, the founder of Papa John's Pizzas. Really well-known brand. You can see those pizzas everywhere, but then he said something racist. And it came out and it was loud and it was taken maybe out of context. I don't know. I am not making comments. I'm not reviewing it. But the point was he ended up having to resign or he got sacked, whichever you choose, from his board of governors because it would have really affected his brand so badly unless a choice was made. So whereas he went from being the number one reason why people would love the pizzas apart from the pizza for himself, it became the biggest liability. And so he stepped to one side and obviously ended up with a lot of money and a lot of pizzas. Next up, Rihanna. Rihanna, who's got the Fenty brand, a billionaire. Now, Rihanna's a pop star, film star, you name it. She's out there. She's doing amazing stuff. Very talented. But she also, at her young, tender age, everybody's young and tender compared to me. I'm years old. She's also created this amazing persona that latches onto her brand and vice versa. Whether she's doing perfumes or makeup or even real estate and other things like that, people are saying, wow, she's doing really well. And they like her because of her story and her simple truth about who she is. She doesn't pretend. She gets bad-tempered sometimes and she shares who she is and she has babies and why not? Um, but the point is that her strength is the fact that she's really transparent. This is what you get. The fact she's super talented and super good looking and clearly has her own audience who don't care what she does, like the Kardashians, for instance, really helps with that as well. 
Next up, Mike Lindell. Now, Mike Lindell, again, I'm staying away from politics, but this one I can't, I've got no choice. Mike Lindell, if you don't know and you have to Google to get the full story, big fan of Donald Trump, and as the direct result, got involved in a lot of politics from, about the election, about, about um, you know, rigged elections and so on. Now, what did that mean? Did it affect his brand? But he put himself front and center on politics. So you're instantly splitting your potential customers. Some people who just love your stuff say, I'm not buying anymore because it's going into your pocket. Some people who love your stuff and love your politics will go and double down on the relationship they have with you. Now, one thing that did happen is that many stores refuse to take the product. So it can have a knock-on effect like that. Similarly, J.K. Rowling, did it affect her when she turned around and said stuff about trans, uh, transgender? Well, she's since walked it back and she's since doubled down, but during the whole time that this controversy hit the, um, the headlines and the news, um, then she ended up with Harry Potter himself, Daniel um, Radcliffe, and also Hermione, um, Emma... Um, they basically con uh, said the absolute opposite and said, in their opinion, X, Y, and Z. So when the movie came out celebrating 25 years of the Harry Potter movies, you may notice, of the Harry Potter books as well, you may notice that J.K. Rowling is not featured or interviewed at all. Well, she's, I think she's in interview, but she's not talking about it from a point of view of this is a great celebration. She's not in there. When asked about it, she said, well, it's all about the movies, isn't it? It's not really all about me. Huh, I think it's because she wants to avoid the subject. Now, what about the secrets of Dumbledore? Whether you like the movies or don't like the movies, there's a bit of controversy involving what I just mentioned there with J.K. Rowling, who's a superstar genius as well. And I love her books. Let me just say that. And I'm a big admirer of her. Um, and what she's done for women in politics and obviously empowerment. Um, but you've also got the guy from The Flash, uh, Elsa Miller, who's going through a few ch troubling things at the moment. Does that affect a brand of a TV show or a movie? I think it does. I think it does. If you're so associated with it that it brings people to it because of that, then it can also do the opposite too. Whether or not the quality of the actual product is good or bad, is a factor, but might be that it doesn't even get to that point when people just say no long before they find out what the critics have said. Now, Ryan Reynolds, huge fan of Ryan Reynolds. I won't say I've got a man crush on Ryan Reynolds, but I have kind of a little bit in a kind of healthy, let's go out and get a beer and talk about great things, Ryan, if you're watching anywhere. Okay. So, Ryan Reynolds, you know from all these different movies, he's got a great personality, been in movies for and TV for a very long time. Well, he's He's got a sarcastic opinion of things, but also can be funny. Plays superheroes, Deadpool, one of the funniest movies I've watched, period. Green Lantern, funny, but not meant to be. And Pikachu, I refuse to watch it. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is that Ryan Reynolds is one of the most bankable stars in Hollywood, period, and TV. Him and his wife, Blake Lively, who's also a very famous and, uh, and, and accomplished actress, um, have this incredible persona together where people like them, they love them, the things that they do, but that's not the only thing about him. He's since branched out into other stuff, not just staying in his lane, but also branching out. Now, here's the thing where it becomes really dangerous because if you go and you attach yourself to other things and it goes wrong, then those other things can come back to bite you and also you can kill other brands because of the things that you've done personally. So he's bought this aviation vin, aviation vin, aviation gin, made a big brand, very popular. I think it's actually been bought out since. So he's got this brand. Also, 
him and his uh, his buddy Rob Miguel Henny, who's uh, in a brilliant TV show. I've just started watching all about Dungeons and Dragons on gaming and stuff. Uh, they bought Wrexham FC, which is a football team, a bit like his friend David Beckham did. So he's now the owner. They're the joint owners of a team of a, a TV show all about this football team. And the team aren't huge. They're not great, but it's fascinating to see how people feel about it. The people from Wrexham are kind of laughing because they know they've got a team that's okay. They know sometimes, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing that job. You should go back to your day job. I'm not talking about Ryan, but talking about footballers. Um, and we've got a really sarcastic and funny way of looking at it. It's actually a marriage made in heaven, but the end result will be, will Wrexham become a famous team as a result of this? Will they stay the journey looking after the team or will they disappear after a while if it doesn't work out? Fascinating to watch. It could be a train crash or it could be a huge opportunity. You'll have to decide, but what does that make for his brand? And finally, this thing here is I want to share with you. So this is really interesting. Ryan Reynolds using his position, this is one of the things I really like about him, to get involved in the challenges that I mentioned don't talk about before. So what does this mean? Have a look. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds from the same wooden background. Yeah. Today we're announcing something I'm super excited about. It's called the Group Effort Initiative. Uh, now making a, a movie that, well, it's a group effort. Uh, but for entirely too long, that group has systemically excluded black, indigenous, people of color, and a whole host of other marginalized communities. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, COVID willing, which is a weird thing to say, I'm gonna be starting a movie this fall, and I'm committing to bringing between 10 and 20 trainees from the BIPOC community and any and all other marginalized communities of all ages. Wait, all ages? Yes, because it's never too late. I myself am actually way older than I appear on set, so you're gonna to get to see what Ryan Reynolds looks like without the full, you know, beauty makeup. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, anyway, these new recruits, they're gonna be paid uh, and housed and traveled out of my salary, and they're gonna spend their days on set learning from professionals, getting real life experience that they can then parlay into another job, and then hopefully, if they're not too disillusioned, a career in the film industry. Uh, now, this is a long overdue action, but I gotta thank Netflix and I have to thank Skydance for letting us do this. And, and since it's called Group Effort, we're hoping that people with the privilege that I'm lucky enough to experience uh, will join in that effort. So, um, anyway, if you're interested in applying, please go to groupeffortinitiative.com and register, and then we're gonna send you updates as, uh, as production gets locked down. So, thank you. Stop that. So there you go, Ryan Reynolds. And how cool is that? And uh, in my eyes, he just becomes an even cooler person. And this picture was taken very recently. These are all the people that he was talking about of lots of different ages, nationalities, colors, backdrops, backgrounds, all of them being paid for out of Ryan Reynolds' money to learn to be in the industry with the idea that one day they'll make the industry more diverse. And of course, as you know, diversity means that there's more opinions, more ideas, and, and, and more content gets generated, and uh, much more success financially if you've got a much more diverse workforce. So where does that leave you? Obviously, Ryan Reynolds, his, his brand grows. Whether this is a hit or a miss, whether it's a flop or a huge success, doesn't make any difference. The fact he's done it is what makes a big difference. 
So when you're talking about your brand, when you talk about the things that are important to you, when you talk about the people that you want to affect and make a difference to, have a think about what that means to them when you create something and you talk about it and see if you can align the two together. So now you can speak. Go out, talk about everything, create that relationship with your market and have lots of people spending a ton of money with you. That's exactly what you should be doing. But what are you going to speak about? If you don't know what you're going to speak about, then that's a big issue. And that's what I want to cover on our next episode. We're going to be talking about your signature message on the next episode of Speak On Stage with me, Dave Crane. So everything you are, everybody, everybody's way of connecting with you. Excuse me, I've just got my hiccups. That's a really bad thing to say when you're summarizing the end of a show. But oh, yeah, thank you very much for the kind comments. Dave, you eat too much anyway. About time you went on a diet. Shut up. So all the things that we're going to be talking about in the next episode are all about what you need to say. Now you've accepted that you need to represent your brand. You've got pitfalls you can avoid. But if you also at this stage are thinking, right, by the way, Dave, uh, can I ask you some questions? Please do. Put your comments, put your questions into the, um, into the comments section, by the way. Uh, and I'm more than happy to answer them uh, as we go along. Or DM me on all the social media levels that we have. Social media, by the way, you can follow me on... I spent ages making them, so I thought I'd just I'd show off and show them to you. So there you go. So your questions and thoughts, then you can contact me directly. Uh, by the way, I'm going to leave this up for a few seconds. If you want to get a free book that goes along with this series that tells you all the things you need to do about growing your brand, about how to speak on stage, get over fear of speaking on stage, how to get highly paid gigs around the world, how to also uh, grow your brand when sometimes your boss and your company are saying, no, no, you must hide in the back and not be out there. I've got lots of strategies and tips for being able to do this and more. There's 10 incredible strategies that are really powerful for you. And by the way as well, um, just in case you're not sure about it and you can do a, a, a scan of this QR code, the way to do it I would recommend is take a screenshot of this. If you're not watching this on your phone, you can take a screenshot anyway. Uh, and then just get the QR code off the screenshot, tap on it, It'll open up to the internet and then you can go and register and download this PDF book immediately. You can have it in your hands in 30 seconds or less, uh, unless you haven't paid your internet, in which case you're probably not seeing this. So doesn't matter. So with that being said, uh, if you can't wait that long when I run the Industry Icon program, I've got a, currently some amazing people on it right now. I'm not going to share with you who they are, but they will share with you and you'll see it out there and you probably already know many of them as well. If you want to grow your brand and you want to have all this stuff and one-to-one -one with me, then feel free to contact me as well. Let's see what we can do for you. And as part of the Game Changers, everybody in the Game Changers already knows that it's a thing and you can do all this too. So we're going to talk soon. I'll see you with the next episode. Look after yourself. And it's all about these signature messages. I will catch you soon on Speak on Stage. Be good to yourself. Go out there, speak, take risks, jump and grow wings on the way down. Don't worry about breaking some eggs. It's the only way to make an omelette. And if things go wrong, who cares? You didn't have it before. You haven't got it now. But at least you've learned a lot as you go. Have an amazing day. I can't wait to catch up with you soon. Look after yourself. Stay safe.
And that's it for today's podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure having you here with me. If you go to speakonstage.com, everything you need will be there. You get access to my blog. You get past and present podcasts. Find out about the events I are upcoming. And also, you could join the Game Changers and join our global community, our membership. We're changing the world. Similarly, if you really want to push your brand and get speaking gigs all around the world, then you've got to become an industry icon. Book a session with me, we'll have a chat about it, and you can get our online courses to become an amazing speaker and also position yourself as the very best in your niche. I look forward to catching you soon on another podcast. Meanwhile, have an amazing day.